Welcome to uh, episode five of Half Measures. So the world is coming to an end, but here we are, Paul, going stronger than ever. Soldiering on. Soldiering on. Other people are cancelling things. Other people are shutting things down. We're lifting them up. I feel like we're going to go weekly. Well, let's not overcommit. But there's customers out there who can't. No one's going to the cinema anymore. No one's doing, you know. Oh, things have been cancelled before I the this is the This is the perfect time to be listening to Half Measures because, look, Coronavirus is nothing to joke about. It's a serious subject. But, right. you know... If there's opportunities. There's op- if there's opportunities for downtime, you're going to need to know, what am I going to watch? Where, where am I going to put my energy and effort into? That's right. What are you going to listen to? Really good point. And I think we should actually talk a little bit about some of the things that sh- might be showing up later in the show. Yeah, so... Is it look, a show? It's not a show. Well, it's a podcast. maybe it's a show. It's a podcast. I'm calling it a show again. Yeah. Again. Well, I feel like a show's got curtains for some reason. Like, curtains that lift up. Okay, there's there's definitely no no curtains. I think that I make that association with like the Muppet Show, and then curtains lift up. But I more think of us as those two old guys up in the, the that balcony. That is really appropriate. That's that's more us. We're just sort of commentating on what's going on around the world in the movie theaters, on the Netflix, on the streaming services. That's well, what we're all about. There's no lights to light, and there's no music to start. But it is we, time to start the podcast. Yeah, well, actually, we actually need some better intro music, don't we? Some real sort of upbeat. Yeah. Something something to sort of get the listeners into it. I think some of the listeners out there, and at this point, I think it's nice to welcome our listeners from Spain who've joined us. Welcome. Um, welcome. Hola. Hola. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> isn't it like a ride sharing app? Or? I, oh, really? Yeah, I think so. We, we'll edit this out. No, nah, there's, there's no edits. This is a, we're, we're one cut, guys. Okay. Also, look, I, I think we've got to give a big shout out to our super fan. There's a super fan. Oh, Shay Z. Shay Z. Shay Z Taylor. One of our biggest fans. Listens yeah. to every episode. I heard about her. She subscribed to us on Twitter and Instagram as well. So she's obviously keen. Exactly. She's all about it. She'll regularly reach out, talk to us about different things that are happening on the podcast. So Shay Z, shout out to you. Could be the recipient of some of our first merchandise. I've heard, you know, through the grapevine, or actually direct from Shay Z, that actually she's even out there promoting this podcast on planes trains, automobiles, wherever she's at in life. She's telling people. Amazing. Subscribe to Half Measures. That's that kind of support that's going to get us far. But uh, what I was going to say was those fans are the, you know, the musicians amongst them, I'm sure. There will yes. be some. If we can have some... Some beeps and some boops. Yeah, mm. uh, to go alongside the podcast, that would be great because our website is not far away now. Well, that's, it's under construction. We Look, spend a lot of our time working on that, right? Uh, well, we've outsourced it yeah. to... Um, one of our fans, who's maybe listened to an episode or two. That it's too he probably he's, too, he's definitely too lazy. He's too busy working on the website. He's, he can't work on the website and listen to the podcast. Yeah. So this is a test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. I think he's probably going to listen to this episode, mm-hmm. and then he'll stop working on the website, and we're going we're gonna to be in trouble. Yep. We'll have nothing. Anyway, Paul, enough, um, enough dilly-dallying. So what have you been watching of late? Well... I'm still watching Hunters. Uh, right. In fact, I'm on the, the final episode uh, of that show. So I think when we last did a podcast, I just started that. I'm now on the last episode of How that. How are you feeling about that show? It's great. There's so much about it that's controversial. Uh, there's so much about it that is um, really makes you think they really don't hold back. So we've got, this is 1977, I think. Certainly 1970s New York. Uh Nazi hunters, mm-hmm. and they've discovered that there's some Nazis living in America trying to create the Fourth Reich. And uh, 
yeah, the they they the show. I believe the show is based on certain facts, but it's obviously been you know, fictionalized a great deal. But the, the facts being that the number of Nazis that after the war were brought over to America. Right, right. Um, you know, the, the whole um, op uh, Operation Paperclip around Nazis that were brought in who were scientists, right, right. engineers and brilliant brains that helped the Americans get to the moon. I I've heard in that show that some of the, the bigger names that they put in there aren't actually overly used, like they're not necessarily major roles in there. Is that is that a thing? Or? Uh, depends on how... Yeah, I, I guess some of the bigger roles and um, so, sorry, some of the bigger names. Uh, Pacino was the exception there, I would say. He's he's pretty much front and centre right. um, alongside uh, Logan Lerman, I think it is. This, again, it's great research on my part. Uh, who's the lead character, a really talented young actor. Look, the important thing for this podcast, Paul, is that you never fully commit to the research, the preparation, or learning anyone's name. You know, half measure's all about just, you know, you've got enough to scrape through, just the bones. Look at that, like. Logan Lerman. You've got it right. See, I've you've done taken the a full measure. I've, I've yeah. done, the, done the research on the fly. Uh, he's a really talented young actor. He's He's been in it, you know, front and centre, as too has Pacino. Um, some of the other bigger names, if you like, who haven't been in it as much, Dylan Baker, uh, he's uh, a character who's, I don't want to give away too many spoilers here for people who want to watch the show, but um, he's a, more of a well-known face, um, really good. When you see actors who you normally associate with, I don't know, more wholesome, nicer family type mm -hmm. roles, suddenly portraying uh, a Nazi sympathizer or, or a Nazi, and in fact, a Nazi is uh, quite quite shocking. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been my favourite watch at the moment, um, and as I recommended it in the show, why do I keep calling it a show? I recommended it in the previous podcast. Uh, I would certainly recommend it as a, as a full season there, and I'm wondering where they can go for season two, given the way the first season's gone. Right, and so what are we talking here? Ten episodes. Amazon Prime? Yes, yeah, sorry. So Amazon Prime, and it's your basic 10 episodes. Um, there's no indication at this point that there is a second season coming. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Right. Depending on, uh, again, no spoilers, uh, who the characters might be for that second season, but there's enough material there to carry it through. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, Anything else you've been watching? Yeah, my other big show, I've had a couple of... I've, I've taken a leaf out of your book, which is something I've seldom done. Um, don't, I don't do it. Don't I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. But you kept talking on about these rewatches and rewatches. Oh yeah. And so I have been. So the other show I've been really enjoying. Before I get into the rewatch, the other show I've been really enjoying has been Better Call Saul, the mm -hmm. latest season. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm very conscious that you are a big fan of I the am. show, but you haven't been watching the. I haven't started the the new season. No, yet. so I don't want to give points to you, um, but. I would say, arguably, at this point, the best show on television. Uh, and, wow. and that is, alongside me, being a huge fan of Star Trek Picard, as, as a Star Trek fan, and as being a, a huge fan of Star Wars The Mandalorian, as a, man, as a Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. I would still say I feel like Better Call Saul is the best show, the best show on TV. Wow. And so the, it's episode week by week, one episode a week, and, you know, it's not enough. I need, I need more, and so the only way to get more is to go back. And so I was thinking about the number of rewatches that you've been doing and I, I decided that's it, I'm going back. So I've gone back to Breaking Bad and I've started the rewatch and it's just it's it's so enjoyable. 
it's that show that I never watched when it came out and there's all the hype around it because I figured, why would I be interested in a show about drugs, you know, chemistry mm. teacher that goes crazy. It's it's just fantastic. So um Yeah, I rewatched it in preparation for El Camino and mm. it was honestly such a watching it fresh after a few years, it uh, it's aged so well and I just forgot so many of the you know, the sort of the smaller story arcs which are purposefully sort of like dabbled throughout um each episode and it's I, I couldn't agree more. If you were looking for a a solid rewatch, even if having seen it, you'll still get something out of it by watching it again. Mm. Someone asked me recently what was my, my greatest T V show of all time and I was unsure how to answer and I had things going through my mind, you know, Star Trek, Sopranos and and I feel like this is a real contender up there, mm-hmm. um, alongside some of the early uh, Walking Dead series. Do you think you could rewatch uh, Better Call Soul at some point? Yeah, and that's my intention. Is once I've rewatched all of Breaking Bad, uh, is to go then straight into the Better Call Soul mm-hmm. rewatch. And Better Call Soul, I've watched week by week, and so I've never had the opportunity to binge it. Whereas Breaking Bad, my wife and I watched that. Again, we've been to that at the time. But. It's interesting because I've only watched Critical Soul like, in, you know, over a couple of days because I've yeah. basically waited each time for the whole season to okay. come out, So, which is why um, I thought I'll, I'll treat this one the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been re-watching season four and prep for basically I yeah. watched the whole of um The last thing I'll mention before you, you have a go at what you've been uh, watching, uh, the, I finally watched Trainspotting 2. Uh, I think it was released on Netflix. Hmm, I haven't watched it. And um, okay, so again, this was another, you know, another show with drugs heavily in the middle, and I'm, I was not show a film, and I wasn't. You're obsessed with shows. I know shows uh, with Gudens. I don't know what's going on. I need to go home and watch them up. But uh, I, I remember being at university back in the nineties when Trainspotting came out, and everyone was obsessed with it, and I wasn't interested at all. Then I eventually watched it, and I found it absolutely fascinating. Same with Trainspotting Two. Uh, I was really keen to see it, and it's, it's come out on Netflix, hadn't so had access, and I just found it to be a really worthy sequel with a really strong story. The characters have grown, uh, the actors have just slipped back into those parts so seamlessly, it was just unnerving, and uh, Robert Carlyle as Begbie, just as terrifying as he was in the first movie. I think um, Transporting for me is one of those films which... When it first came out, I was just a little bit too young for it. and What are you saying about me here? You're old. Okay, good. Um, and I've never really... Like, I, remember, I remember watching it at the time, and I remember lots of people talking about it, but it never it never grabbed me. Um, but I've always felt like, you know, when Transporting 2 came out, I probably should... like do it, Would I need to refresh myself on Transporting 1 to really appreciate Transporting 2? Uh, look, I don't think so, because we, like, we didn't... My wife and I watched it. We didn't rewatch Trainspotting, um, but I felt like I knew that movie well enough. From mm-hmm. and it's interesting what you say because yeah, when I was at university, basically when you're at halls of residence, every everybody's room either had a poster of Pulp Fiction or Trainspotting or both. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing. So um, I don't think you need to rewatch. Um, I think as long as you remember the ending. Um, no idea, but it's funny because I think. Um, Pulp Fiction really resonated with me at the time, and you know, still to this day is a classic okay. movie. So maybe, maybe it's worth a rewatch. Maybe I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a definitely worth. Uh, it's, a, it's a good Saturday night movie, and again, it's just one of those films where it, drugs is at the centre of it, but it's 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 just the risk and the 
uh, the adrenaline and the you know mm. that sort of stuff. Mm. Nice. So nice. what have you what have you got for me? What have you been watching? Um, well, I've seen, so I'm still re-watching a couple of my re-watches. Um, so the first one being I'm, I'm really powering through the Clone Wars at the moment. Nice. Um, so I think last time we did a podcast, I was maybe into episode, oh, season two, sorry. Um, now I'm, I'm halfway through season four. Um, so I'm really kind of like racing through. And I think the great thing about the Clone Wars is like, season one is garbage. Um, and after that, it, it really just ramps up in storytelling and quality, yeah. um, I, and I and I really start to care about it. And if, I take it that garbage is too strong, but it's the, the quality isn't there, and it's almost in season one. I feel like they're really like, who, what's the audience for this? We're not too sure. Whereas I feel with season two onwards, it's we're almost catering to that slightly older sort of um, fan group. We've got some quite adult and dark storylines in there. Um, the animation quality's really stepped up. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about that first season, and it's a long. Yeah, you know, it's like each season is like twenty two episodes. Oh, it's or something. long, and yeah. so there's a lot. Of, and the animation wasn't quite quite as sharp as it got to some of the later seasons. The stories were some of them seemed to be aimed, as you said, at kids. Or I didn't think I was going to make it when I was watching season one. I thought I can't do this. Yeah, but I but I wanted to, and I'm glad I pushed through. And in fact, if someone said to me, "I want to get into Clone Wars." I would almost say watch the last episode of season one and then go straight into season yeah. two because um, it'll give you enough to pick up on and then you'll be away. The story acts are really good and if you're into season three, four, five, I think that's when it gets really, really strong. Yeah, that's right. The... That's right. So I'm looking forward to um, you know finishing that and being able to get onto the, the brand new Clone Wars content. And I, I had a goal actually to finish all of Clone Wars and Rebels uh, before I went to Galaxy's Edge. Um, at the end of, the end of this month. But I, I'm just not sure if that's going to happen given the state of the world at the moment. So, um, Well, I can give you some breaking news live on the podcast, uh, Dan. And Disney have announced that the, uh, the Galaxy's Edge will be closed till the end of March. How do you look, feel about that? It's high risk. because So I'm, I'm planning to go there on the 7th of April. Um, so... Like it might be open, might be open, but really quiet. Could be the best holiday of my life. Could be the worst holiday of my life. So at the moment, really fifty-fifty about what's going to happen. Um, but either way, I'm still going to keep powering through the Clone Wars, and I do want to watch Rebels next. So, which that for me will be a, a partial rewatch, and then quite a bit of new content. But um, I feel like you've got something you want to ask me about Clone Wars before I go on to my next. Thing. Oh no! Uh, for me, the Clone Wars is one of those series that I entirely agree with. You. It gets better and better with, uh, with the seasons as they go on. And my my question was going to be actually, we know that Resistance, that the animated show, got cancelled after two seasons, uh, and so now we know there's a new animated show coming. If you were in charge of, as of course you probably should be, Lucasfilm, and you were going to make a new animated show, would you be looking at making something in the Clone Wars era? Would you be going in the Rebels era? Would you be going in the Resistance era? Or would you be exploring this all-new, exciting High Republic era, which has just been recently announced with the books that are going to be 200 years before look, Phantom Menace? Yeah, look, I'd be staying right away from the Clone Wars. I feel okay. like um, we've got six seasons of Clone Wars content, yep. and a lot of it is fighting. Yeah. Um, I think I would be either looking to kind of step into the, into the future where I could start to sort of bring out, you know, other 
other stuff, almost even in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. um, type genre. Um, or you know, I think this this two hundred years in the past is really interesting as well. I think it brings out a whole other side of um, there's a whole bunch of new Jedi's we can explore. We can explore the temple. Um, we can explore some other sort of the growing threats across the galaxy. I, I think if I was going to make some ink, I, I'd almost be looking for fresh green pastures. Mm. I, I don't think we need to hear any more about the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, what about yourself? Where would you go? I'll go the direct sequel to the Rebels show oh, yeah, okay. and follow it on from where the finale of that Rebel show finished. Right. Again, I don't want to mention it because I don't want to support it for someone, but... Yeah, right. Um, where we have to pick this just, up after I finish Rebels. Yeah, like, yeah, so pick it up straight after the end of Rebels. Um, I, I mean, that would seem like, well, you're just continuing Rebels, but... Yeah, spoilers aside, it would be it would be a slightly different time frame. So mm. I, I think that would be that's that's where I would go. I would be staying away from the sequel trilogy time zone because that feels like a toxic uh, fan zone at the moment. Where I don't think anyone can come in there and do something without annoying people. Yeah, um, yeah, that look, it's a vehicle. Um, so. Um, Clone Wars aside, so the other thing I have watched um, since we last spoke on the podcast is the movie The Invisible Man. Oh, yes. So with um, Elizabeth Moss from, uh, from Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Yep. So um, a movie which kind of, I guess, caught me a little bit off guard, wasn't expecting to go and see an Invisible Man movie or if someone kind of, uh, Invisible Man without knowing much about it, kind of sounds a bit eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trailer, Outstanding. If you've got any interest in either Elizabeth Moss or The Invisible Man, I would almost say to you, stay away from the trailer and just take a bit of a a leap of faith into this movie because the trailer does give up quite a bit of what's happening in the movie. But the the basic premise, without going again into spoiler territory, is um, Kate Moss is in a a really controlling relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Her partner is a bit of a sociopath kind of controls all of her all of her movements all of her actions right um she ends up basically um getting away from him um and he's a he's a uh inventor in sort of the the tech field he's he's um quite a bit of um, financial resource and he basically create he's created some technology which uh, which allows people to go invisible. Okay. And so um, he basically spends the entire movie harassing Elizabeth Moss, um, where she's not sure if she's going crazy. Other people think she's going crazy. Right. Um, and look, it's. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a good thriller. Um, I thought the, the acting was good. I thought the effects were good. Um, the ending, I... Was okay. Probably a little bit of room where you know, if it's if it's the half measures world where we control everything. Yeah. Maybe some tweaks I might have made. But look, overall, I really enjoyed it, and I know the movie's getting some really great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's in the. That's always a good sign. It's in the eighty percent ish range. You might want to just fact check that for me. Um, <clears throat> but no, solid movie. If you're looking for something to watch, Invisible Man is a really good watch. And are there any other? Uh, standout performances you mentioned uh, Elizabeth Moss uh, anyone else in the movie who worth a mention or any particularly performances um, I, you enjoyed I think it's a largely sort of un, like not a mainstream cast um, obviously the Invisible Man is 
visible. So a lot, a, a lot of that is special effects. Um, there's some other interesting characters in there. Um, no one really come, comes comes to mind, to be honest, okay. as a standout. Training at 71 uh, meta score there. So oh, yeah, okay. So, so it's, gone, worth a watch. it's gone down a little bit. Um, but another show that we do both watch, which we haven't actually talked about since it's aired, is uh, The Walking Dead. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah, let's 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 dive in for a little bit. Okay, one one point I want to quickly pick up on that you mentioned the trailers. I think you're spot on. Not watching trailers is something I need to start doing because if it's, it's a movie you love, yeah, I think it's spoiling too much for me. But I cannot resist them. I don't know. How, I have a brother-in-law who refuses to watch any type of trailer whatsoever, and I don't know how he does it. And I need to learn. So um, often, yeah, it's a good point. When we're about to go to a movie, um, my um, partner Samara will say, "Can we watch a trailer for it?" And I almost have to bury my head in the pillow yeah. while she decides if we're if we're picking between two movies. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to be reminded of what's in the movie if I'm already like. Should we go and see The Invisible Man or Fast and the Furious? I don't want to be reminded. You know, like they're probably going to be great movies. Fast and the Furious is a great movie. Number one in particular. Oh, somewhere here. We'll come on to Fast and the Furious later, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, for now, let's let's jump back into uh, Walking Dead. So we've had, what what have we had now? Four episodes? Yeah, four of, of this half of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, what a mixed bag. So we're basically look. This is this is going to be spoilers for Walking Dead fans out there, but I, I figure if you're a Walking Dead fan, you've already seen it. You are, yeah. And if yeah. you're not, you just don't you, care, you just or don't you care. gave up on it when they killed everyone. You, you gave up on it years ago. Yeah. So we're we're at a point in the story where we're really heading towards a, a big war with the the Whisperers, and it felt like one of those episodes which. All of the good stuff happened in the in the end of it, in the final sort of five minutes. And I, I actually paused it while I was watching it a few times to be like, have we got enough time to kind of get to actually achieve this, <laughs> this episode? Because um, there's a, a few, quite a few sort of traditional Walking Dead, let's stretch this out, yes. annoying scenes. Mm -hmm. But once we actually got into the uh, the confrontation with Hilltop and the, and the Whisperers, um, it was impressive. I thought it was, it was quite a good battle. This is a good vibe for you. Bearing in mind what we've seen from Walking Dead a couple of weeks ago. Oh, look, I'm, that first episode of Walking Dead, like level 10 rage. Yeah. I'm still so annoyed about the Carol, Daryl. I'm so over that relationship. I'm so over um, grumpy Daryl, grumpy Carol, sad Carol, angry Carol. Like, just, uh, just pick a path. Just pick a path, you know? Yeah. And... You know, they really even played on that relationship a bit more in this with, you know, Carol standing off in the distance having a cry, Daryl sort of pouting around the place, and I just don't care. That's that's the crucial bit, right? The I don't care factor, because that's that's where I'm at with a lot of these characters or a lot of these acts. I simply, one way or another, and sometimes when they get attacked, you know when they get attacked and you think it's way too early in the episode or it's way too early... Mm. Uh, in the season um, for them to be, you know, killing off. off people. That's but right. I'm thinking, do you know what? I would love it if you actually just did us all a favour and, you know, like, I don't know what else Carol can give this show. Look, I, look, I understand why Rick never came back now, you know. <laughs> these guys are annoying. So I'm not coming back. Yeah. He's, he's taken off in his helicopter and said, screw you guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Look, um, 
you know, my relationship with Walking Dead, I was, I felt like I was a real super fan, big advocate of it. It's one of my favourite shows of all time, mm. which is now gone down into then it became one of my worst shows of all time. And now it's a show where I kind of look, I love to watch it on a Monday night now. Like it's kind of like, oh great, yeah. I'm getting to watch some Walking Dead. Um, even though most of the time it sucks. And it's, it's a great thing to have after the first day of work of the week. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. So Look, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this season. Will they get through with what they need to get through? I don't know. We've got obviously the new Walking Dead TV show starting early April. Yes, that's right. I'm nervous about that as well based on, again, I've seen the trailer and it looks to be all kids and I, that 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 worries me, but uh, I could what, be proven wrong. What does this mean for Fear the Walking Dead? I don't know. I believe that's continuing. I hope it is because, as we um, we've talked about before, that Fear the Walking Dead is at a point now where I believe it's it's now better than right. the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I honestly, mm-hmm. honestly believe that. Um, the biggest problem I have with the Walking Dead, I've talked about the characters in the act, uh, and you touched on it, is the pace of the story. I feel like they could take the material from for two episodes and put it into one episode and just hurry that story along. Um, because there's been times in the past where they've actually rushed through stories and you almost want them to take more time, but they seem to get to a point where they think, oh, well, this is the big finale for the end of season 10. Mm. We need to slow the pace down. But... And it's almost quite formulaic now with the, even every you know every season or two seasons, we've kind of got the introduction of a new big bad. The, um, yeah. we, we don't quite you know, defeat them in the first season, so it sort of extends for another season and all of our sort of heroes are in, in jeopardy. But once again in the in the Walking Dead universe that we're operating in, when they, you know, show the camera around Hilltop, I just don't care about any of these characters. That's it, right? And that's the other problem. And this has been a problem with Walking Dead for pretty much since um the the prison back in season three. Mm-hmm. Um as soon as they brought those busload of people from the governor's um, residence into the prison, I was like, I don't care about these extra people. I yeah. like my tight-knit group. Yeah. And and we, it's even worse now when even... Um, just, it's, it's just so... And, I I, and we've had this conversation many times. Do you want like, to pause the recording? Are you okay? No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Every time we see, we see the king, I'm like, oh, I thought they killed you. Oh, I, no, you're still alive. And that's I, that's something that happens, right? You see a character think, oh, that's right, they're at Hilltop. You, you're forgetting where these characters are. They're yeah, just spread out. Yeah, yep. Um, look, Where's Michonne? I've forgotten already Michonne. Where's, 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 uh, I, isn't this your last season? Like, Spoiler alert. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Where is she? I, I thought she was leaving. I just... I, isn't she leaving? Maggie's coming back? I don't know. I don't know. Just going back to my point around the killing, I actually thought the scene between Daryl and Alpha, uh, that fight scene, that was actually quite tense. Oh, in the previous episode before? Yeah, sorry. I'm going back an episode. Uh, But again, we just know it's too early in the season. And if if it was Daryl being killed off, we would have heard about it through the, the spoiler net. Look, I, I so I agree with you. There was actually, that was quite a good fight scene, yeah. um, and which was especially good because um, Daryl, I find Daryl quite a hard character to care about as well. Um, but I think in a fight scene, this is where he's always, his strength has been, he's always been the, the kind of the tough guy that like pairs well with Rick. And I think he's, he's, he's a good wingman. He is a good wingman. Um, and that the fight between them and the way that Alpha used the, um, used the walkers to try and yeah. basically a, attack Daryl at the end was, was great. Um, but just if we are talking about that episode, was that sex scene between um, Al- Alpha no. and Negan no. the most horrific experience and scarring? 
that you've ever experienced on TV? I feel like if we wanted to lose some of our subscribers, we would have to do something as, you know, I don't even know what we could talk about that would be at the same level as, as visually witnessing that. I feel like of all the things they show on that TV show, they could have done it in such a more tasteful way. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the way Negan's being altered to fit in. And I know he hasn't got much choice given his situation, but I, like part of me just wants this to end with Negan killing Alpha or with, with some sort of um, retribution or what's the word? Yeah, yeah. Where someone does some good after they've been bad for so some long. Some sort of comeback story. Yeah. Well, look, I think um, there's some interesting things that I think still play out this season. And you've read the comics, right? Yeah, I have read the comics. So... What, you know, the TV show isn't... Like, they've always kind of loosely followed the plot of the comics, but they, they take their own liberties. But unfortunately, they take their liberties in weird places. Mm. And, you know, what made the comic so good is it had a, a strong thread throughout it. Yeah. And I think it's weird. I don't know, I don't know why TV shows do this. They, they mess around with core plot points and then they don't stitch the story back together in a, in a good way. Yeah, I don't know why either. And it's... Uh... It's got to that point now, the show where, as you say, it was it was a top show. It was one of my favourite shows as well. Same with my wife. I remember the big cliffhanger of season six where Negan's there with the bat with the any money mo, mm. and it was such a long wait between April and, oh, and yeah, October yeah. that we rewatched yeah. all the six seasons and timed it so that. It well, was basically and your wife, she's a she's a Rick Grimes super fan, isn't she? I believe if if she were given the option. That Rick Grimes, you know, if, if I was able to grow facial hair, uh, I think she would prefer that I did. Um, she has the Rick Grimes T-shirt. Uh, she has a Rick Grimes toy. That's private information, Paul. <laughs> it's, uh, it sits on the dress. dresser. That sounds worse now. Um, no, it's the little statue. Um, there's a number of things. She has Daryl jewellery. I don't know who buys all this stuff. Um, but they never replace Rick, right? And so her passion for the show is still there, but I don't think it's as strong as it, like that lead. And he was such a strong lead. Right? Andrew Lincoln is so, I, I can't remember, or no, I can't, I can't imagine now Andrew Lincoln with his British voice anymore. Uh, look, he is Rick. Look, That's it. Rick Grimes is, every time there's a, um, an episode with Rick Grimes, um, it really centred the story. Yeah. And I think, you know, he carried a lot of like how that how people felt about that show here's the kylo ren of the the walking dead universe wow. okay let's process that <laughs> but no i think it's um the show's always been i think a bit lost without him and i think the the role they, they, they've tried to have daryl fill the role but i think the type of character that daryl plays isn't rick and i yeah. and, and you know i don't think it should be a direct replacement but i think daryl was too much of kind of the loner independent guy to be in charge of these, you know, three different colonies. Um, or, or Yeah, I don't know. This is, we've probably talked enough about Walking Dead. People yeah. are probably, like, Everyone's switched off playing now. this podcast. Is there anyone still Times four speed yeah. or something. Just They're to just get shuffling to get yeah. to the next, yeah. the next yeah. exciting thing. Yeah. So um, shall we talk about, uh, since we started talking about the coronavirus, let's not talk about the virus, but the impact of that has meant yeah. that some films have been postponed. The biggest one, of course. No time to no die. No time to die, yeah. So that news came out a couple of weeks ago, and I think what's really interesting is just even as of today, 
the impact of the coronavirus is actually getting pretty big on the on the movie industry. Yeah. So like already we're you know they're they're shutting down Disneyland in California um until the end of March. I've already heard fa- the latest Fast and the Furious movie has been delayed by oh, a year. Okay, you already know that. I was looking forward to breaking that to you because I only just found out about that today. Look, Paul, the greatest movie of all time is the first Fast and the Furious movie. Followed probably by Tokyo Your Drift, the third movie. Reputation has but just gone through the floor. The other Fast and Furious movies are the, you know, the garbage, garbage. I was really hoping to break that to you. No, not yet. So and also, um, I just saw on Instagram that um, A Quiet Place Part Two yes. has also been delayed, and and delayed for the reason of, you know, John Kransky basically says in his post that he wants people That's to right. experience yeah. the movie as a um, as a group. He wants to share it with us all, and I think by almost kind of encouraging people to go to the the movies isn't the isn't the done thing to do right now. No. But there's so many movies coming out, you know, over the the next few months. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Mulan. Um as I said so many now I've gone completely blank me about too. what movies are coming out. But these are big movies and it makes me wonder, one, are movie theaters going to just play old stuff? Are they even going to stay open? Because mm. again you know, the done thing, obviously, is not to encourage um, public gathering of large groups. That's right. Like they're already shutting down, like, a ton of sports games. I know. Like NBA, oh, Premier League. Incredible. Um, which is amazing. So I, it's only going to be, a, obviously, a matter of time before uh, movie theatres obviously have to make a, a call. Do we play old content or yeah. do we actually close? I wonder if there might be some movies out there which uh, the producers, the, the studios know that they are not a big player and they were going up against No Time to Die, they were going up against uh, Mulan or, or whatever, that might you know now see that their, their takings will go up because any people who are looking to go to the cinema mm. now have less choice, mm. um, whether some people may even bring their release date, if it was going to be later in the year, bring it, bring it forward to now uh, in the hope that you know if there's not as much out there that they'll be able to... It's high risk, isn't it? Because it I, is. I just don't know whether people are going to go. Um, and I think, and if they do, you know, like in Italy, for example, like you think, it was only three weeks ago, Italy was just being Italy, which is a normal country. Whereas right. now, Italy's on full lockdown. Um, even in Italy, you know, there's minimum sort of dining space yeah. between uh, patrons. And so you could imagine if movie theatres were to stay open, actually, maybe they can only sell, you know, you know, maybe there's gaps between every seat that's ideal. I love that. Let's just keep that forever. But um, people should just stay at home and listen to podcasts, right? Well, why don't look? Why don't you release these movies? This is the perfect time. Release No Time to Die. Release Wonder Woman for the home market straight away. I'd pay a premium. I, I would pay a premium as well. And you know what? So much about the experience watching at home is is, is more enjoyable. Uh, and I could talk about that for for hours in terms of people kicking my chair or. Mm. You know, just walking in front of the screen. Well, first of all, you can have a milkshake at home. You can't get that at the movie theatre. That's right. You can have a cream egg at home. Can't get that at the movie theatre. That's right. <laughs> you probably can. You can take your own. But take your own. that's not the point. It's not chilled. No, I mean, some of the movies I've watched, when we talked about movies last year, like The Irishman, mm. uh, straight from Netflix, El Camino, you know, I really just love the fact that I could get it straight, straight away. And if, you know, I've been looking at... Knives Out on oh, yeah, um, Google uh, Play or... Yeah, or Lightbox here in New oh, Zealand. Yeah. Um, various ways you can get that. I'm thinking that's a perfect way for me to get access to a movie quickly. But yeah, things that are released pretty much like The Irishman straight away on Netflix mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. ideal for me. I, look, they're never going to go that way with the big blockbusters, I'm sure. But. Well, I think that's where um, it's, 
I actually think, you know, on the on the flip side of this, you fast forward, um, you know, six, nine months when um, hopefully the economy and everything sort of starting to recover. Mm. Um, actually, we might have a, quite a jam-packed movie schedule, yeah. you know, for a, a period of time when there's sort of blockbuster after blockbuster coming out. Can't wait. Should be a good, good time. Clear my schedule. Great time for um, Half Measures content. The stuff writes itself. It does. It's like we don't have to do any of the work. Mm. Classic. Okay. So, yeah, not a good time because um, we were obviously, we've been talking about um, doing a, a, a Daniel Craig sort of um, James Bond in review. We've been talking I'm about... Such a, I'm such a geek. I had all the movies lined up, mm. ready to watch, all the Daniel Craig's so that it fell on the week of No Time to Die. I had it in my calendar. That's how geeky I am. Well, I was in Auckland yesterday and um, there's some big billboards with No Time to Die. And yeah. it, it's kind of a little bit, um, it, it almost doesn't feel quite right at a time of um, when we're declaring pandemics around the world. And, yeah. and you know, there's a picture of Daniel Craig with No Time to Die, mate. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps take that one down, right? Take that one down. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So... Not a great time for the movies, but this is probably a great time for, definitely a great time for streaming, great time to catch up on some rewatches. Mm. I've been thinking a, a little bit about this. What are some shows that you really like to watch when you, you wanted to wind down, when you want to find your flow time, you want to chill out? What, what are your sort of go-to shows in this space? For me, it's always comedy as, mm. the, as the genre. It's always, it has to be easy watch or it has to be something that's familiar uh, and it's a, again, it's another rewatch. So my favourite chill out rewatch is uh, Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, and I do an episode a week, uh, quite religiously. Um, I listen to a, a podcast called Mission Log Podcast, uh, highly recommended, where they they watch an episode a week, and they've been doing it since the very first episode of Star Trek, and now they're halfway through season four of Deep Space Nine. So I've been doing that for a long, long time. And that's a real favourite moment of mine. Um, but for for chill out, I think yeah. At the moment, it's classic comedies, The Office, uh, the US, US, the US, US Office. Mm-hmm. It's weird because the UK Office is so special to me, and I've I've watched that so many times. Um, but there's something about the US Office in terms of, you know, I could easily just, you know, if I said if my wife said to me, "Oh, should we should we watch The Office?" I would, you know, like. You'd just change everything. I would, yep. I would take a, a week's leave. Do you want like, your Walking Dead t-shirt? Do you want your, your Daryl yeah. jewellery? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll just watch it. Um, so, yeah, The, the Office. Um, shows like um, Parks and Recreation, right. uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, those are my sort of uh, go-to in terms of winding and just real easy. Mm. How about mm. you? It's funny because I've been thinking about the, the wind down and where it sort of started for me. And I think there's two shows that, so these aren't my wind down shows at the moment, but this is where I think wind down shows or a, a good show to relax to started. And I think when I was a kid, I remember Friends always being on TV sort of around dinner, okay. uh, around dinner time, around 6, 6 6.30 and right. or, or The Simpsons. And it was just like, it didn't really matter what episode was on. It was mm-hmm. always just a, a good, chilled out, fun time. The whole family would watch, yeah. like have a bit of a laugh. I remember as I got a bit older, um, again, these were repeats, but they used to play episodes of Seinfeld at about yes. um, 
about 10, 10.30 at night. Yep. And I used to just love, I used to love going to bed and watching an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, like, Good call on Seinfeld. That's another one I could chuck into the mix. Yeah. And I think, so um, now actually what I what I quite like, and I often, rather than calling it a, a wind-down show, I like to refer to them as palate cleansers. So if I'm watching something, something intense or yep. I just need a show to kind of like, I need a 20-minute show to get me through something while I yeah. eat, eat my dinner before I watch something else, before I go and do another activity. I love a good palate cleanser. Yeah. So, um, and also you could use the palate cleanser at the end of something. So like oh, you, you yeah. don't go to bed after watching Joker, for example. No, that's right. So, yeah, I, I end the night with a palate cleanser. What yeah. a great way to clear the mind. Yeah. You yeah. know, really just sort of let go of anything that you've been thinking about during the day and just yeah. sort of have a bit of a laugh. So there's a few shows for me in this list, and some of them you've already mentioned, so... Um, I'm I'm very much in the same camp as you with the office. Like the Office UK is where it all started for me, mm. but I've grown to love the US Office more than, like, it, I always feel dirty when talking to people about the office and talking about because unless someone else loves the US Office, yeah. you you feel like you have to give homage to the UK. You can but, see the look they give you. That's right, but I think the US Office is some of the best TV ever created and I've watched like I'm on probably my fourth or fifth rewatch of The Office oh, wow. okay. and I I honestly as soon as I get to the end I just start again and I always have it on the go so and sometimes I'll go through periods where I watch an episode every day sometimes it might be a few weeks between episodes okay but I always pop back in the light box it's always there it's really. always there and we just love watching like especially if we get some takeaways or something yeah pop on an episode of The Office it's like yeah. You know, we don't want to be thinking about what are we going to watch, what are we going to do, and I just think there's a little bit of um, in the office, US office, when they had the writers' strike, and I think the um, the comedy and the storytelling isn't quite as as polished as at the start in the in the first seasons and in the, and in the later seasons. Right. But overall, just I think the character development, the Dwight's, the Tobys, the the Saber International, like there's so much. Just hearing you talk about, it, I want to watch it. Right now. Yeah, look, so Office is, is well up there. Um, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of those shows which I took a little while to get into, but mm-hmm. I would definitely put that in my... Like I could probably easily rewatch that show right now because yeah. I think I've just got such a, a new love for all of those characters. Um, and I imagine it, you know, at some point that'll be back on the horizon. Parks and Rec, I've, I've been through that um, show at least probably twice. Yeah. Um, again, it's just like The Office, but such a, a quality show. I, I think the thing with The Office, going back to it, I'm, rather than going forward and going back, is I just have such an affinity to all those characters and there's so much um, translation to real life with The Office yeah. that it's just disturbingly, disturbingly good. Working in an office, you know, really brings to life yeah. so much of the story. Yeah. And, and I think you've, you've had... Every the, office needs a, uh, you know, a, a Dwight, sorry, or a, yeah, that's a, right. a gym, right? That's right. And I think you've really hit the nail on the head that, that I think a, a good wind-down show... Is, is often a good comedy. Um, obviously, we've we've both been watching Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, which is, again, like, you're talking short, bite-sized. Like, I think about 20 minutes, 22 minutes is about the right length of time because you're not overly committed. That's right. You're not in too deep. And you don't want to fall asleep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, what else? I I actually, I, I'd almost be probably up for a Friends rewatch because it's been so long since I've seen that. Well, we've got the HBO special coming out. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. The reunion. So I'm not sure quite what that's about, if it's the, them as the characters or them as themselves. I don't mm-hmm. know. But but yeah, it has been a long while. Um, 
even uh, uh, episode of Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. But that's a little bit like, it's actually like almost a, like you've got to really sort of like be on your A game to really get the most out of that show. Um, but shows like Family Guy, American Dad, often they can be uh, good for a, a casual laugh. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing for me that I've discovered is the wind down for me is, and you've talked about, you know, watching it with your partner is, is I'm, I enjoy, I, I think I'm enjoying those chill out wind down shows or palate cleanses generally when I'm with my wife. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I find myself, if I'm by myself, I'm going to watch something new and typically something that I know that she's not going to want to watch right, or she's yeah, not interested yeah. in. Yeah. But um, I find that those, the, they're shows I enjoy with someone else mm. who also appreciates them, which is why I think the rewatch is always great because you you know you've you've been there, you've done that, you know you mm. both enjoy it, and it's going to be that comfort familiarity. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Yeah, and in fact, it was my wife who got me into it. Right. So right. Um, mm. that was one of the first shows we started watching together. But so that's why I feel like it could. How do I watch that now? What what platforms that on these days? Oh, I, th- I actually think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, okay. Couple of other shows in there in that list for me. Um, I think Arrested Development. Yeah, I never got into it. A lot of people did, and I I feel like I need to try. So it's it, I think it's one of those shows. Where originally there was only three seasons, then they've added two more seasons, the extra two seasons. Mm, mm. There's some okay stuff in there, but it was one of those shows a bit like The Office. I love a good long-term joke, like a joke that can kind of like, you know, we can get a laugh from season one all the way through to season three when they get sort of bring it back. I love that sort of humour. Um, and so there's there's lots of good jokes in there. Um, there's another one. the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the title of your, the title of your sex day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's another show that I was just thinking of, like even shows like How I Met Your Mother or New Girl, like again, just mm-hmm. easy New watches. New Girl, great, great easy watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've only actually seen probably maybe half of New Girl. I really recommend, especially as, as a binge watch. Oh, yeah. um, it's very easily done. Uh, the Mindy Project. Oh yeah, okay. Um, another good one for for binging. Atypical. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Really enjoy that as a another wind down show. They're they're always comedies. Like, I don't think. Yeah, I've ever watched anything other than comedy. I'm struggling there. Other than Star Trek, which is a different type of mm-hmm. wind down for me. Mm. No, definitely. Definitely. There's so many good options out there. I'm always on the lookout for a good wind-down recommendation. Mm. So how would people get in touch with us, Paul, if they were if they were wanting to provide some recommendations? or? Well, I'd say the easiest way would be through our social media because uh, our <laughs> website isn't quite ready yet. Soon, though. So uh, soon. It's looking good. Yes, I, uh, I understand it is. Mm. Um, so at this point, uh, go ahead with Twitter, mm-hmm. at Half Measures Pod. Or at on Instagram at Half Measures Podcast. Just a quick mention to our uh, social media manager who managed to got to get the uh, the director, the writer director of the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh movie. yes, yes. Um, so uh, they they tweeted. Uh, sorry, they well, they tweeted down. They Instagrammed uh, the fact that we had awarded that movie uh, an award and. Lo and behold, the director got straight on and was celebrating and was like, I won something. So we invited the director to come and collect the award in person uh, if he's ever in New Zealand. And uh, Sounds like we've got episode six of uh, Half Measures Podcast on lock. presume he'll be coming in for an interview. Mm. Um, I think his exact words were, don't threaten me with a good time or something. So yeah, <laughs> he sounds like a, a real good fun guy. And, uh, 
So yeah, those are the two easiest ways to get a hold of us. So what's on? So we've talked about what we have been watching. Have you got anything coming up that you're looking forward to watching after you've finished Hunters? Uh, well, I'm still still watching Narcos. Uh, I've got Homelands, the final season, so oh, yeah. they're waiting to go. Um, Is that all out now? Or? No, I think there's still a few more to go. So I think we'll probably just let that that play out mm-hmm. and then just try and binge that as a show. Um, there's also soon the the new series of Fargo. Oh, um, really looking forward to um, continuing to watch Star Trek Picard each week. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking there could be a gap in the schedule for for a new show. And there's so many shows that you keep adding to lists. Mm. So many platforms, right? And we talk about the platform wars. You know, what is the greatest platform? There's so so much on the the. The prime list, um, Treadstone. Oh, look, I've still got stuff to catch up on from when we did our um, top show TV shows of 2019. I know. I've I was got... thinking, I'm listening to you about rewatches. You, you said you're going to watch, you're going to watch The Capture. You're going to watch Criminal. I mean, have you gone with those shows, Dan? Tell us. I, look, I definitely haven't watched either of those, <laughs> but I, I have started Bosch. Oh, okay, uh, good. Yeah, which is good. Um, and there was one other one that you mentioned. That's already escaped to me. It's already gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, look, the. You're right. It's a there's so much content out there, and it's it's often hard to work out. You know, if you're just coming at it from a what do I feel like watching, which is why it's always good to have either a good wind down show on the go, or even a couple of rewatches aren't a bad thing. So for me, um, I'm obviously going to continue on with Clone Wars, um, hopefully wrap that up in the not too distant future. Um, make a start on Rebels. I'm still rewatching Vikings. Um, okay. I've kind of slowed down a little bit. Just to, I purely I thought I need to put all my energy into into one thing, and so which is which has been Clone Wars. So that's probably going to be me. And that'll see us through for the next few months, I imagine. Mm, mm. Well, um, did you have anything else you want to talk about with Fast and the Furious? Did you want a recommendation on where to start with that movie? Or um, no, no, the Fast and the Furious. Uh, that you stole from me, so... Uh, Did you want to make a public apology for what you said about Paul Walker, or...? Uh, I was hoping <laughs> never to bring that up again. It is crazy, though. You, should, you, know, you, have, you have got to be careful what you say, haven't you? you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. Just, yeah, I don't need to watch what I'm saying. Uh, but one thing I am going to say, um, you know, I, have to, I have to say I'm going to now start uh, slagging off uh, the, uh, the fact that and this is me having a gripe, okay? So... Um, Even a moan, mate. Who would have thought a whinging palm, right? So Del Rey, uh, who um, you know, published the Star Wars canon Oh, novels. yes, of course. Of course. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about talking about this with you. You love to bring oh, up my, anything that makes me angry, right? Yeah, right. Um, so That's foolish of me. Look, I own, like, all 35-plus canon novels in the Star Wars universe, and... When a book comes out, I typically order it straight away and it takes a while to get to New Zealand, so I'm always behind the eight ball. So I, I tend to stay away from places on the internet where they're going to tell me what happens in the novel. Now, the novels don't get too much media coverage because, you know, there's a, it's a small audience. The ones that, the novels that do get big coverage are the novelizations of the movies. Can I just pause you for one second? Please. Can you um, talk to the social media manager and ask him to post a, a picture of your your library of, of Star Wars books? I would be delighted to do that. I will be seeing the social media manager later today, so awesome. I, will, awesome. I will make sure they do that. Um, it's a beautiful collection. I need a new bookshelf. Mm. Um, and so, so, yeah, so look, I'm sure no one out there <laughs> is going to read these books other than me probably. So I'm not going to get really upset people with these spoilers, but there are 
there are things, and this is again, the reason it's triggered me is because there's been so much negative press about The Rise of Skywalker uh, for different reasons. And so now that the novelization has uh, been um, released to people that attended a certain event, so the actual novel doesn't come out for another four days, mm -hmm. but just over a week ago, the novel got released uh, copies of people that were at some convention, I've already forgotten what it was. Um, of course, you only need a couple of people to read the book and post a couple of things, and then the big, you know, the IGNs, the, mm. the um, insider information. And so we've got people hating on the, the book and saying, oh, it's no good Disney trying to, to fix the movie that's broken with a novelization. Well, actually, I think that's okay if they do, um, or if they give us a little bit of extra information. But don't be spoiling it for everyone by, you know, telling us that oh, Palpatine is a clone. I agree, and I think um, so. I am. I'm. I'm not a big book reader at all. But I thought the same thing. They were. They were just straight out of the gate with headlines that were spoilers. Yep. And so, for anyone who would have was really going to savor that book, you've really, really sort of stolen their thunder. Like, I think the media in general is often like they're a little bit better these days. I've been like. You know, click for more spoilers, like, you yeah. know, or spoilers incoming or whatever. But with this, they were just like, fact, fact, fact. That's and right. Like, yeah. And, it's, and it, the thing is, it's right there in the headline. And even if you're not going to the to the website, you'll get it. You'll see it in a thread or you'll see it, in yeah. a, you know, if you go into the, um, when you go into places like information that you may be interested in. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's really disappointing because, you know, the the, the novelization is a really enjoyable read. Like the Last Jedi, for instance, was a really good. I actually, in some ways, almost preferred it as a book. The book novelization was so good, and so part of the reason for that was just some of the things it dives into, which you just haven't got time to do on the screen. Does it skip over some of the Kento White Casino stuff? Or uh, no, it doesn't. I'm afraid. Does it go deeper? No, it doesn't go deeper. Thank but, God. Um, but there's something actually funny you should mention the Kento White because it actually is more enjoyable in a book form in some respects, um, and you're not. When you're watching it in the movie, you just want to go straight back to see what's going on with, with, with mm -hmm. Kylo and Rey. Um, but for, for instance, the the book opens with the funeral for Han Solo. Ah, oh, right. And just some really nice moments there that you can sort of, that just bridge the gap between The Last Jedi yeah, and The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Uh, sorry, the, sorry, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi quite nicely. And so there are things that this Rise of Skywalker novelization um, We'll, we'll tie up, we'll explain, we'll go into more detail. One of them is, you know, the revelation that, that Palpatine was in fact a clone because there was a big, you know, was, was it his, his original body? I think for me it was always quite clear he was a clone just simply by the way he was hooked up to that machine and his skin looked sort of loose on his face, you know. Oh, it's funny, it wasn't clear to me at all. I, I thought to myself it's just uh, super old and they just managed to keep him alive with various no. sort of like, Chemicals and medical technology. So the fact that he, the fact that he had all those clones of Snoke as well. Yeah. You saw all the heads in the jar, yeah. um, and I think also because in the non-canon now Legends books, um, the the original Thrawn trilogy, uh, and other such books talked about this, and there was um, I've forgotten the name of it now, Shattered Empire or. I forget what it was, but yeah, there was many Palpatine clone stories. Mm, right, right. So I think it was just a, a nod to that. But there's this, uh, that's a, one example. Of, I think there's about five different spoilers which have been announced from this book. And it's just, thanks a lot, because I'm going to read you that. You ruined it, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Will you give us, so you're obviously going to read this book? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've already pre ordered it. 
Sorry. Where you give us a bit of a deep dive into some of the... Because I think what might actually work quite well is... So um, we're expecting the movie to drop on Blu-ray streaming services. Is yep. it the... So this, I think the, the, the digital version will be out uh, next week. Right. And the Blu-ray is out end of month or 1st of April. 1st of April. Yeah. Mm. So it's probably almost timed perfectly for it, you know. We've, we've been talking about watching the, um, the last three movies. Um, potentially as a, as a bit of a set to see how they hold up. It'll be interesting to uh, kind of get your hot take on where the where the book actually does answer a few more questions and yep. a few more of the sort of the jumping points. Absolutely, no, I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. Mm, awesome, awesome. Well, it's probably uh, our time to say goodbye. It is farewell for um, uh, for two weeks at least. For two weeks at least. Um, so yeah, look, I hope you've got something good to watch while you're out there. I'm really holding myself back from making an inappropriate joke. Yeah, I I think we need to we need to we need to wipe. We need this. to rein that in. Yeah, and just rein keep ourselves because one day once we've made it big, people are going to come back to these early episodes and be like. But just per se, if you if you do happen to be by yourself for two weeks, you could do worse than listen to this podcast. That's right. If you're going to be self-isolating, and as an introvert, I like to do it all the time. That's right. It's, it's uh, no, it's not nothing new, is it? No, that's right. This is this is my time. <laughs> Everyone, stay home. No one goes out, does anything. This That's is right. amazing. That's right. So, look, it's been awesome uh, catching up, Paul, with what you've been watching. And you and, too. Uh, yeah, look, we'll, um, I'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Adios.